This is the Time Fix Podcast, the podcast that enables you to find more time when it really counts. Brought to you by the Time Fix. Change the journey, make friends with your own time. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Time Fix Podcast. My name is Ildi Ratz and my mission is to help you on your journey to make friends with your own time so you have more freedom to live the life you dream and deserve. This is episode 25. The topic of this podcast came from a very common issue, and that is, how do we deal with change from the perspective of behavior, productivity, and time mindset? In the past couple of episodes, I have been talking quite a lot about time mindset and, of course, the difference between time management and time mindset. And I hope you are starting to understand why I believe time mindset is such an important concept when it comes to better productivity and better understanding of your relationship with your time. Why? Because in the end, we all want more time and we all want a sustainable way to create more time in our busy schedules. But before deep diving into behavioral styles and their special characteristics in the next few episodes, I thought why not jump in with some practical insights on how we look at different aspects like uh, change or decision making and so on on productivity. And in this episode, I will be talking about change. As we hit the new year, even if you are a financial year girl like myself, it still hits you the wave of new year resolutions, reviews, and of course, being down under the summer wave. So I practice what I preach and I took off most of January, meaning besides a break, I had time to think about all those things that are uh, important like mission, vision, direction, and so on. And one of the things that surfaced was that due to all the changes that happened in my current business, uh, my current color coding I use in my planner is out of date. This was quite an important realization because if you know me a little bit, one of the first things I talk about and teach to all my clients is the importance of your base visual tool your planner, and of course, the importance of your color coding or legend that you use in your planner. Why, you might ask right now? Well, because as human beings, we are visual creatures and color can help you make sense of the information in front of you before you even have a chance to read the detail. So here I am with an outdated legend at the beginning of the year. Now you might say, and what's the problem, Ildi? Well, actually, there are two problems. One, I am in the middle of my planner. So this means I would have to change my key in the middle of my planner. You also need to know that the other thing I usually can't emphasize enough is that you don't change your key in the middle of your planner unless it is unavoidable. This are the two core uh, rules that I have around using a planner, having a good legend and not changing it unless it is unavoidable. So I found myself in this vicious circle where I know I have to embark on a change that is coming at the worst possible time. The problem might seem like a small thing, but when you have used the, the same legend or key for three, four years, and suddenly you need to change it all, it becomes an issue. Why? Well, to start with, 
it's a change and quite a lot of people do not like change or should I say most of us have a part of us that very much dislikes change based on how we are naturally wired we might actually struggle with change and I will expand on this thought in a minute but before I do that I have to mention that the other big issue is that it messes up all the habits around using color in my planner and my business meaning it will take 8 to 12 weeks to fully embrace it and for it to become a habit again. So I don't have to spend um, time and energy actively thinking about it. Again, some of you might think, and get on and get on with it and just do it. All good. Change is good. And you know, it will serve you. But I am sure some of you might think right now, I get it. I totally get it. This is why I sometimes prefer to struggle a bit and wait until the change is inevitable. If it worked for four years, do you really have to do it? And if yes, can't you wait until you get your new planner? And both views are valid. The reality is that I could wait and do it when I swap planners. It would be the easier choice, even though it will still take 8 to 12 weeks to create new habits around it that I can't avoid, but definitely can delay. So the only benefit would be not messing up my current system and not stepping over my own set of rules, um, at least on the surface. But there is another thing. If you are someone whose core behavioral style falls in the compliance space, meaning that you are a systems and processes person, or if you are in the stabilizer space, meaning you love clear rules and you love stability, then this choice seems to be the right choice. Why? Because change to you is not a necessity. And if it works, then why would you embark on a journey to change because change to you is not a necessity and if it works then you will embark on a journey to change only as a last resort and even then you will be looking for a reason to to delay change seeking stability so what is the benefit of the other side the just suck it up and do it. Well, the biggest benefit is quick progress. And if you are someone who falls in the dominant behavioral space, meaning you love goals and action and uh, uh, you are driving the car, or if you fall in the influencer space, who is an idea person who needs variety and change, then this choice is, choice is a no-brainer. You will embrace change and even enjoying the challenges that come with creating a, a new, better system. You will fearlessly embark on the journey to change. The big danger, though, in this case, is that sometimes you might change too much and lose sight of the original goal. You can create chaos where there was order and you can risk losing every one of you because of change. Why did I tell you all this? Because when change happens, automatically we all revert to our natural behavioral wiring and we will make decisions based on that. Unless we are aware of how we deal with change in this case, 
we can use our strengths and weaknesses to make the best choice and treat change with the respect that it deserves and make the most of it. In my case, just to revert back to my original problem, I am a little bit of a dominant and a stabilizer at the same time. I know, right? The two ends. My dominant side knows that change is inevitable and needs to happen. Also, this side of me is facilitating the plan to actually embark on this change, probably ahead of time, and just embrace it. My other side, though, is cautious and makes me think and rethink and work out what is the best change so I don't have to go through the process too many times unnecessarily. This side of me slows down things, makes sure that change, uh, that the change I make is sustainable, realistic, and it serves me. And that even though there is a time-consuming price on it, the time I will spend on recreating my habits has a minimal impact on my productivity. So you see, having a good understanding of my core behavioral styles is critical because it helps me deal with the change the best possible way. It helps me stay true to myself and not to be lost in the sea of change. And of course, it saves me time. I hope my perspective on change sparks some thoughts on how you deal with change. And hopefully you are discovering patterns in how you deal with change because change is good. And as long as you embrace it and you make sure it is in line with who you are, everything is going to work out for the best. Thank you for listening for the Time Fix podcast. This was Ildi Ratz, your host. If you haven't already, please remember to subscribe so you are the first to know each time a new episode becomes available. And don't forget to start changing the journey while making friends with your own time.